computer. Record supplemental log. Title The Shipyard. And we are welcoming Al Rivera to the show. How are you, sir? Hello, James. Good to, good to be here again. How are you? I am excellent. I'm always great. It is a ship day. It is ship day, yes. Let's see what we can see what you can get out of me about ships today. I, I'm going to squeeze blood from a stone because that's what the listeners want. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give I'll give a little blood. Let's see what happens. So so we had we had a lot of movement over uh, the changes uh, to the Armitage this this last week. We had a lot of positive and negative feedback over that, and and of course what we talked about on the show and and your response to that. Um, let's let's talk a little more about that before we get into questions. Sure. Let's talk about the Armitage. The first thing is is that I got a little bone to pick with you, James, about the Armitage. Let's hear it. Okay. So so the last the not last week or was it whatever the guys talked about the Armitage. You um, you said that. You were upset about the hit point change, and, and mm-hmm. we can talk about that. Mm-hmm. But you said that uh, why am I buying the ship? It's just a defiant with a different skin, um, and it has the. And so basically, I'm paying the twenty, uh, the two thousand cryptic points for, uh, for, uh, for just the power and the skin. Right. And, the console, um, yeah. Right. And, and, and I, I just want to say, I just thought that was a little unfair. And, and anybody cannot like a particular ship or anything we do, but I just want to make sure that that uh, Elijah even called you out and said, well, it's got the hanger on there, right? That's true. And, and it does and have that. It does have the hanger. And, and you didn't, you, you said that that wasn't something that you were really, that really, that mattered to you. And that's right. fine. Yeah. But that, you can't deny that isn't, that is, that, that is, worth is a something. defining characteristic of the ship. That is, it that's is. huge. It is. So, um, maybe it's not for you, but I just want to make sure that, that just gotta represent, man, the ship's beautiful. It's awesome. And that, it and is. That, <laughs> and I love and it. And I and want that, it, you know, yeah, but when, when you're going to spend money, you have to break it down into those terms and just say, okay, so compared to what I have at this moment, yeah. what am I really paying my money for? And basically boiled down to is if, if it's only still a 30,000 hole rating, then I'm really buying the console. I'm buying the look, which is the skin of the ship, you know, and then of course the, the carrier function. Now the carrier function, as I said, wasn't important to me because I'm not a carrier guy. However, I have learned in the past week from a few people that bought it that that does have a very valuable function of setting those little fighters off to go take out those heavy torpedoes that come off of board cubes or other things. If, if you so, know your carrier commands, and I really want to get Jesse Heinig on the show to talk about, do like a little carrier kind of uh, podcast about, hey, this is how carriers work. I mean, you can put those guys on intercept and they'll take out fighters or take out or take out tricolwolps and plasma exactly. torpedoes. Um, or you can, you know, so so... They're extremely valuable, but I'm also going to say some one other thing you forgot. It's a completely different seating arrangement, right? It's a completely this different is, bridge officer seating. This is so, true. There was a so, little bit of a different uh, bridge officer seating arrangement. Yeah, so so you're getting, you know, you're you're getting a, a three tactical seats on that ship, right? And yeah. ten tactical, ten tactical, commander tactical. Um, so so so, and that's that's also significant. So anytime we release a ship, it's it's about it's it's about the seating, it's about the skin. It's about the bridge, the uh, the the console, um, and, and then it's about a tweak in the stats. So, so I just want to make sure that that uh, I felt a little, uh, I felt a little hurt. I felt a little hurt personally. Oh, that you, that you but you, you out. know, you, you know, I love you. You know, right. I love you, and you know, I love your ships. Oh, it's but not about that. 
<laughs> but you know, you know, it's funny. I caught a lot of heat for that too on Twitter and and and, and on the Priority One website, which I told you is, is you know some fans were happy, some weren't happy, some just wanted to make sure that the Klingons got an even swing, you know, with these boosts and stuff like that. Everyone's got their own thing based on on what ship they love, you know, what improvements they'd like to see, of course, or what kind of small tactical edge they can squeeze out of something. So, yeah. So but you know, I, I had I had one guy who who made a comment that said, you know, what does the size of the ship have to do with the the hull rating, and yeah. and I mean I'd I'd like to talk about that really quick yeah, because let's, let's I I think that makes a difference. So so um you know you you called out I think was a was a was a fair argument that it has thirty thousand hit points. Now the original the dev right. block went out and it was entirely a typo. Right, the thirty six. Yeah. Because when you went to as you noticed when you went to the store it said you know it says thirty thousand and that that value is actually pulled directly from the data so that's not handwritten when you go to the when you're buying it from the from from the store, so um, so so uh, it's that wasn't that's the thirty thousand was always the intended value, but I think you were right when you said that it um it shouldn't have been, and the reason why and and I can set a lot of precedents for this is that when when we design the ships the the bigger ships generally, and I I think there's very there could be probably very few exceptions, but the bigger the ship. The slower it turns, mm-hmm. and the more hit points it has. Correct. And so, I mean, for instance, the Nebula is slower and has more hit points than the uh, than the uh, um, Deep Space Science Vessel, which had which has which is slower turn rate and has more hit points than the Reconnaissance Science Vessel. And the Sovereign had, is at a better turn rate and has less hit points than the Galaxy and the Dreadnought. Right. So they just we there there's there there's there's small differences. But but they're important. They're usually like you know a, a couple a couple one or two degrees per second in turn rate, and you know a couple thousand in hit points. And so so you mentioned that, and it's like you know what? That's right. You know, Defiant has a like a 17 degrees per second base turn rate. Uh, mm-hmm. Just if I remember off the top of my head correctly. Hey, that's correct. And the Armitage had uh, had 15. So so I was like, well, you know what? That's right. If uh, if that's going to uh, if that's going to have a slower turn rate. Then it should it should compensate with more hull and thus and so I'm thinking less that you are as far as like being bigger but in general right. that's kind of that's that's a that's a, a a correlation it's bigger thus it's slower thus it should have more hit points right and the, and, and the difference yeah. the difference hit points is pretty is is pretty small but the difference in turn rate is pretty small as well right but I mean just that subtle amount you know and mm-hmm. and, and just you know I hadn't even at the time I said that, I hadn't even thought that deep into it as far as churn rate versus the size. I purely was thinking from an engineering standpoint of you have this ship that's twice the size of mm-hmm. this other ship. Of course, it's going to be yeah. stronger, more rigid, have more hull integrity and those types of things just, just out of the engineering factor, the fact that it's harder. And well, you know, the argument I was catching from, from the, the fan base, from a few of the fan base anyway, was that that's not necessarily true. You know, though a tank is smaller than a lot of other things, it's built a lot sturdier. I says, well, that's not the case with a Defiant, though. It's yeah. actually built pretty fragile, you know. And so, if you know, if, if we're well, gonna, if it's we're a gonna, tough, a tough little ship, right? It is a tough, it is a tough little ship, yes. Um, you know, but that's that's the thing is is you know you gotta if if we're gonna set a precedent, you know, we want to correlate. And so thus, you know, the bigger ships last longer, hold more in a firefight, which basically means more haul. Yeah. So and that's that's what I was looking for. Is it's like, okay, I really love. Don't get me wrong. I really love the ship, and I want to buy it, and I'm saving my pennies to get it. Mama, Mama said I could buy it next week, and the check comes in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but I, I just wanted to make sure that I was getting something over and above really what I had beyond just the console. Because if, if you know, looking from it from a buyer standpoint, if the console wasn't enough, 
and the skin wasn't enough, you know, if 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 I if I didn't want to pay just twenty five dollars for those, you know, I really want to see that that extra haul too, because then I know, okay, now I'm buying a ship that's more resilient. It's bigger. It's got this console. It's got, you know, it, I'm, I'm, I'm getting something more for my money than what I already got is all. So yeah. that, that's how I was looking at it. It wasn't, you know, me. I love your work. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it from a balanced point of view, and I also want to give each one of them a little bit more personality, right? So this one, you give up a little bit of turn rate, you get a little bit of, you get a little more hit points with it. And so, and, and, and that's just kind of what we've, we've done with the science ships and with the cruisers. And so we neglected to do it with the escorts. And while I did this, I went ahead also and gave, a, and gave also a thousand hit points more to both the Prometheus and to the uh, fleet escort as well. Yeah, so and, that you and, Twitter. Right, and I and I uh, so 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 there's a little bit of a gradient there. From the Armitage is the, is the slowest and, hev- and heaviest, and the Prometheus is in the between, and the and the, and the Defiant is the the fastest and has the lowest hit points. Um, honestly, if it was up to me, if we just them again, I probably would have just given the, the Defiant less hit points. But we're we're not going to do that, right? I would I would have rather just lowered the floor instead of raised the ceiling. But uh, but don't worry, we're 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 not going to do that. That that would be a terrible thing to do at this point in the game. So, so we did that, and and just by, just something a little piece of information out there that some players may or may know, some Twitter followers may know, uh, we are renaming the the fleet extra escort to a um, to patrol escort. Yes, I love that okay. name change, by the way. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, so we're naming that um, because of uh, fleet ships that are coming up. and so all fleet ships will be called fleet something. And so then we had to, you know, we're gonna have like a fleet science vessel and a fleet escort so oops we already have a fleet escort so gotcha. all of a sudden that broke the uh, the scheme so we said well, we better just rename that ship so that's so now from now on those ships are patrol escorts and uh, so we don't forget our uh, kdf brothers because they were the other loud voice on this yes a lot were asking are they going to get the uh the, the bop and the raptors are they going to get a swipe you know raising the roof for those showing those kind of up build size levels too they wanted to know yeah well no <laughs> uh, there, there's a whole bunch of uh, new. I mean, we'll talk about when we talk about the fleet ships. I think they're going to see a lot of new options that they're going to be excited about. But I mean, the Raptor already has more hit points than even the Armitage. So right. yeah, actually, so the Raptor has a lot of hit points. Yeah, so they're Tough really this, this wasn't a opportunity to just raise all the hit points in the game. That's just that's a really bad slippery slope. This is just a minor tweak to compensate for the slower turn rate. Um, I mean, it's 2,000 hit points is, is nice, but it's really not a lot. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it's it's not, again, if you went by the, the, the size scale, and like I was saying, that the yeah. the Akira is almost the size of, of the Sovereign, you know, it, so but just smaller. So then the 36, the actual, the mistake one would have been about right if you went purely by size of the hull points. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when, you know, bringing it up two and then comparing it by turn rate, that makes sense when you look at the math that way. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the turn rates are on the... Uh... On the on the Raptors off the top of my head, but I know that they have significantly more hit points than 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 the Federation escorts, even the Armitage. So they really don't need a hit point buff for this. It's not like this was enough. Just it's that's the wrong way to do things. To all of a sudden just raise that because as soon as I raise hit points on Raptors, well then I get some better after on, on the other ships. I need to do it on this ship and this ship. Mm-hmm. This is this is not only different than than six months or so ago that we decided, hey, let's let's tweak the hit points on the Nebula and the and the gal and the tier five galaxies and dreadnoughts because they shouldn't have the same number of hit points as the uh, as the sovereign. So right. we bump, we bumped those up a few thousand, and that's just we're just trying. That's just some fine tuning. But there are some other things when we talk about fleet ships that uh, the Klingons will have some more options for. That we can, when we get to that, we will uh, hopefully that will uh, that will satisfy what they're looking for. 
Excellent. So one of the other big uh, one of the other big floaters that was that was kind of left from uh, you can blame Dan for this all kinds up and down all day. You can go knock on his door. But, Mr. Stall. Uh, oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. He he and I wasn't there for that interview. Just just to be fair, otherwise I would have probably tried to squeeze it out of him. Uh, but you know the Vesta was brought up again, mm. and yeah. uh, and he did say that that something was in the works and to, to expect an announcement. In the near future. So that leaves folks going, uh, oh gee whiz, did they ever decide, um, which way this was going to go? Is it going to be a science ship? Is it going to be a cruiser? Is it going to be released in all three variants like you did with the Odyssey? So, uh, that's, that's one of the few things that, uh, some people are wondering about. My, I, being, me being one of them. Um, but you know, we didn't know if you'd made any progress on that yet. Well, you know, as, as some as some of you who may not know, if if uh, if, if you're not regular listeners, you know, the the uh, the Vesta is uh, is not with covered within the the uh, license of uh, for Cryptic Studios for Star Trek. We have license for anything that's in the uh, in the in in the movies, except J.J. Abrams movies, and we have all the television shows. Um, it's a little gray when it comes to the uh, the the animated series. Um, and that's usually on a case-by-case basis. Um, some things we, we have license to, some things we don't. But everything else other than that, the books and other soft canon-related stuff, or other things that, that are licensed by CBS, we got to get permission for. So so the, the Vesta was one of those. And um, I already have plans for the Vesta, so I'm just going, go, going with the idea that, yeah, everything's going to work out. But we're still in legal negotiations. There's still contracts and stuff that – and lawyers, and they work really slow. That has to that has to be worked out, and so so there there's no there's no official announcement, there's no official date, there's no there's no yes this is a done deal. I'm really hopeful that 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 it will go through, and uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But but um, you know I've been I've been reading a little bit more about it. There was something I I even asked Mark uh, Radenbaker about, and um, God I probably said his name wrong again. Redemaker. Redemaker, and yeah. uh, he and uh, he wasn't even sure what it did because we, we we went back through the books and. One of the things it had was a, a fermion generator. Oh yeah, the thing that allowed the sensors to read slightly into the future. No, that's the that's the that's something else. Uh, I'll see if I can actually bring it up on on, on here on, while 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 I'm chatting with you. That's uh, something with their quantum quantum oh, uh, right. um, um, deflector dish that lets them go a little bit into the future, so right. to adjust their 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 uh, their slipstream their slipstream You're right um, to to because their navigation actually has to look so fast and so far ahead yeah. due to their speed that they actually yeah. have to look like moments into the future yeah so so that but the fermion generator as far as I remember from, from uh, recall from the books is that um, Jordy says what's that and says oh it's a fermion generator it's in, it's in there's another one like it at this other shipyard it's the only one of its kind or something and it it does something cool and they never talk about it but. I'm I I I don't think there is there talked about it. If somebody out there knows what the fermion generator is, let me know, and we're going to try to do something with it. Um, nice, nice. But uh, but there's but it's got some other stuff going on there, and I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to pull up my uh, my notes about what I what I want to do with it. Yeah. But, well, and I know that one of the biggest points of contention is is the cannons. It's a cruiser that has cannons mounted on the front. Yeah. Um, and I know that's been a big contention point because so people are going, so that's a, that's a cruiser with a tactical, it's just a tactical cruiser, or it's an assault cruiser. And then other people are saying, no, no, we should make it into a, a science ship with a tactical edge, uh, you know, and, and go that way. And other people have, you know, there's, there's a million opinions for a million different ideas, but, 
you know, in, and I thought it was great to kind of have a science ship finally that had a real tactical edge, and I hate to say that, because the Luna's a great ship, but, I mean, it's just not tough enough. It doesn't, I mean, it has slightly a tactical edge, but everyone would love to have that science ability with, with, with a gun that packs a punch, and I think that cannon would be great, because, I mean, I don't know what the mechanics are for you to set it up in game, but you would, I, I would think that you would set it up to where it can only equip one set of cannons, because that's what the ship has. It has one set of cannons, not multiples. You know, it has one dual set of cannons mounted on the front. Yeah, this is a game. If people want to remount, if, if, I basically, whatever it is going to become, and, and I, I think I know what I want to do with it, but it's going to be able to equip cannons. I mean, you could say the same thing with the Galaxy Dreadnought, that right. it only has a pair of cannons in the front, but it just basically says you can trip cannons on it. And I mean, if you want to put ten, you know, if you want to put four cannons on it instead, I don't know why you would, but, right. um, but you, you can. And so this is your, this is your Vesta. It's not, it's not the Aventine. If you, if, um, that's true. That's true. If we're, if, if we're going to say it can work, can, it can use cannons, then, then players can kind of equip it how they, how they want. Um, but it's going it, to, it's, 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 it's part of its, its fiction. It can use cannons. And so, you know, it's got, it's got Mark 12, uh, um, phaser cannons, I think, on it. So, yeah, all the weapons were Mark yeah. 12, I remember yeah. that. Which works out really well for us. Right, because right, so. you just hit Mark 12, right? <laughs> <laughs> Mark 12 items in it. So, um, yeah, so it's got Mark 12 phaser cannons. So, so we'll, we'll uh, you know, I don't, we're not going to, I doubt it will come with Mark 12 cannons. You're just, you're going to have to get those yourself, but, right. you know. Yeah. We well, don't, I'm an anti-proton guy anyway. <laughs> we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't equip the shit. We could give you, uh, you know, white items on there, probably have, you know, Mark 10 white items on them. Yeah. But, um, so uh I think it's going to be a science vessel and um and, and unless someone can convince me otherwise I think that's the direction we're going to go. And the main reason is is that I mean this this ship is the god ship, right? It does everything. It right? seems like it anyhow. It's, it's like the best, you know, it's got the best yeah. slipstream, it's got the best can- weapons, it's got the best shields, it's got the best sensors. It's It's really the powerful. ship that literally defeated the Borg. Yes. I mean if you go by the the novels, I mean this yeah. is the ship that literally Wipe the Borg out from existence. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the Thunder Cougar Falconberg, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I love it. It's so it's a it's 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 a cruiser. It's an escort. It's a science vessel. It's a floor waxing, a dessert topping. It does everything. It does. So so um, I originally when I originally saw it, I really just assumed it was a cruiser, and I think it, I think it could be a cruiser. I think it could be a cruiser, you know, like a star cruiser. Right. But I also think that it could be. I mean, it, it could also be like a deep space science vessel. Um, yeah. But I'm go- I, I think we're going to skew for a science vessel simply because it, um, if for no other reason, that we just have enough cruisers, and and right. and just there. I, I think we've released a lot of cruisers, and I think the people who love science vessels need a little love. Right, they I, they really want some science vessels, you know. So we, we, you know, we've got them a nice escort, right? People who love escorts, and so I think it's time to get a get a good science vessel out there. I would really love to see you guys release it in all three, though. I'd I'd love to see like the Odyssey setup where you where you do. All, I mean, yeah, that, Odyssey is always a cruiser. It's just a different seating and and, con, and console seating. So if if we yeah. were to make it as a three different skews, it'd still be three different skews of a science vessel. It could be more of a tactical skew. Uh, uh, you know, engineering skew and a science skew. Now, see, that really intrigues me. I really like that. So, so, but it would still be a science vessel. We would, I, I, I don't think it could, it could, you know, wouldn't qualify as three different classes. So it's, it's the, it's, it's the cognate. It's the skew. That's what, that's what we did with the Odyssey. Odyssey is a cruiser. It's a, so, um, it's not, it's, it's tactical version is not an escort, right? Right. Exactly. So, yeah. so um, 
So yeah, it's the um, and going back here, it's the uh, the the quantum force quantum field fo- uh, focus controller. Oh yes, that's the one that looks in the future. Yeah, and that one also it looks in the future, and also it can be used to create a shield bubble of high intensity uh, or a high intensity phaser beam, which could be sustained for long for for a long uh, for as long as power can be rooted to the deflector array. Oh, it sounds like something that could be right. Rooted. There's a special ability. There's a console. console that has either it has a shield bubble or high intensity phaser being built into. You know, you know what? Console. That's right. Because uh, in the end of Zero Sum game, they used it to force the Breen prototype ship. They used the, they used the, the bubble, the force field bubble, to hold it into the uh, Just to crush the ship into the, the space dock, right? And basically yeah. let it crush itself. Yeah. And then so, and then slipstream out before the explosion. So the quantum f- uh, field force controller is begging for some uh, to turn oh, that into oh, a console yeah. for the ship, right? Um, the it's I think it will have slipstream drive at least as good, if not better, than the than the Odyssey. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. So uh, that's because it was a slipstream drive ship, right? Yeah, well, it was the slipstream drive. Like yeah. that's the ship that gave all of us the slipstream drives we enjoy today. <laughs> yeah. So, so I think so. Yeah, so I think it will, it will, it will have, it will have that. If not, if not a better one than what's actually on the Odyssey. I don't think we want to put more than one console on it because that just makes people use too many of their slots. Yeah. So, so I think the slipstream would just be built in as part of the ship. Um, it's not something you would probably be able to remove, but uh, I'm thinking it's going to be the quantum field focus controller will be the console item that goes with it. That would and, be fantastic. So, but we'll try to make sure that then, and that could have two powers, right? Just, well, and then, but see, I'll tell you, if you do, if you do the three different variants, yeah. you could do the quantum field on the engineering one. You could do the uh, what was the fermion generator for the science one, and then come up with something for the tactical one. Yeah, yeah, we could, we could do, we, we could do that. And so, and when, when, uh, when I get the hate mail for having to spend <laughs> for three ships, I'm going to send it right to you. <laughs> send it to me. Send me the bill, baby. Send me the bill. I want my bestest. <laughs> um, so, 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 um, so still early, still just paper. We still have to, we still have, uh, we still have some T's to cross and I's to dot to make sure that this happens. That's but. very exciting. That's that's extremely exciting. Now, uh, another thing, and it may be too early for this, but I don't know. You, have you seen all the different variations that Mark made of the ship? Like, the, you know, there's the one that's the Aventine with the, it, you know, it's extremely sleek and sexy. It's just about the most gorgeous ship I've ever seen in my life. But um, he also had another variation where the uh, nacelle pylons were a forward slanting instead of a rear slanting. I don't think I've seen that. Um. Yes, yes. Um, so there's there's a couple different variations. So. Um, and, and I don't know what you guys do in your deals with them and all that kind of stuff, but, um, you might ask him about that so that when you guys, uh, put this up, you can maybe even have different, you know, uh, skin variations and stuff between the different models where you could have forward slanting or rear slanting, uh, nacelle pylons and the, and the small differences. He even had a Mark II variant of the saucer section too, which was slightly different than the other one. So, um, it was a little bit, uh, sharper, like pointier. It literally came to like a spearhead point at the front, which he, was going to make us the second variation and never finished the Mark II, but he did have a saucer section. I got great pictures of it. Um, you can certainly uh, talk a little bit more about what, about you know once once things get a little uh, a little more solid. Uh, yeah, talk with no. that. But but we've uh, you know what what we've been looking at and talking about has been the, the I'm pretty sure the classic design. That's there was also a. I forgot where there was an article in which magazine we have a we have a copy of that where he actually has the schematic in there for oh, yeah. all the details. Uh, yeah. Star Trek magazine is yeah. 
can't yeah. remember. I have it. <laughs> that's um, what we're. That's what. That's what we've been looking at. So yeah, and that's that is it's in my opinion that is its its uh, best variation. It's its its sexiest form, if you will. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of cool variations that you can use. Now, it, now the deal. Are you guys uh, just dealing with him on uh, trying to get the rights to the Vesta exclusively? Or are you working because he has so many other great ships like the? Yeah, this is purely paint. this is purely for Vesta. It's, okay, this is going to be a, this is we'll, you know if we. We'll see how this goes, and we'll see how it's received. Whether or not we want to, you know, move forward with the uh, was it yeah, the, the Meridian and Mer- yeah, Mer- the Marion uh, class and Marian, the, uh, yeah, which is the USS Plank. Yeah, and and gosh, his other ones he's got coming too. He's doing completely new uh, the Voyager oh, bit from Full Circle. And, yeah, I know, uh, I know he's got the Endorian Vulcan hybrid. Yeah, that's good looking too. So, <laughs> but uh, we've got we've got right now. Just we need to just focus if on on, uh, on whether or not whether or not we can make this this happen with the Vesta. There's we got three basically three people involved here, and so it's complicated. Oh yeah, between CBS Cryptic and Mark. So I can um, imagine. <laughs> but I'm staying out of that, and I'm just I'm just uh, just just planning for when it happens, and if it happens, then 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 we'll be good to go with it. So. Well, I know, I know we can't wait. I know we can't wait. Well, let's see here. Let's get into some of these, uh, listener questions here. Um, sure. Tanith, 1989 asks, can we expect to see added variant of current ships in games such as a new look for the Odyssey or Aatrox carrier anytime soon? Speaking of variants, there we go. So, um, this might be a good time to talk a little bit about fleet ships, but that might be a larger discussion. So we could either put a pin in this for talking about <laughs> fleets later, or we can just kind of jump into fleet ships right now. Oh, what the hey. Let's, let's, uh, let's do it and then I'll sure. jump around to any other questions that seem to line up with where the conversation's going. Okay. So, um, as Dan has talked, we, we, uh, with the fleet system, which is, which is on Tribble now, um, and just so everybody knows who is on Tribble, that's a very early version. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of placeholder text about about what a shipyard might do. It's, it's all just handwritten placeholder nonsense. It's not, it's not real. So there's a lot of things on there that's, that is incomplete data. Um, and we, you know, we, we have a much, um, newer version internally that, you know, we're, we're working several versions ahead. You guys are several versions behind, but it's just, you know, it's the testing process. So you just have the, the most stable is, even though it's not that stable, but it's the most stable we had to put out there. The, uh, what happens with fleets is you can build a, you know, if you put your, do projects and military projects, you'll be able to unlock a shipyard and there are five, five tiers of shipyards. And when you open up a shipyard, you will have the ability to, to run a provisioning assignment to build ships. If players aren't uh, familiar with provisioning assignments, what happens is, is once you've opened up your shipyard, shipyard's still empty. So there's nothing, there's nothing in there. So you're going to have to run an assignment and say basically, Put in ten ships. This is how all uh, mm-hmm. assignments in in in, uh, in fleets will work. For, uh, fleets are all about end game gear. It's all about end game gear. So it's end game ships, it's end game guns, it's end game carrier pets, it's end game armors and everything. And uh, and we even added a new quality level. We added ultraviolet. So wow, so it's all new quality level. So you didn't uh, you didn't the, you didn't do the legendary that was spoken about with the golden glow? I think that was have, talked we about do, earlier. We do have we do have gold, and so we added two new qualities. But gold, we're just going to use those for unique uh, unique items that are handcrafted, like the sword of Kalos or the shard of possibilities. Ah. We're gonna we're gonna give those a gold a gold uh, a gold quality. Okay, we'll and those will be the um, the legendary. Those um, I haven't heard the term legendary. I've been calling them unique. But unique, okay. 
But uh, I don't know. Maybe somebody typed legendary somewhere. I, I heard that way early on in the game that was, that would have been was the it, next. Did alt exist? Was it was it alt? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he, he he loves to throw them out there. Right? I think yeah. he's just fishing. That's he might be. He might be. Because <laughs> uh, uh, either that or he's got he's got an inside track way beyond me. It's fascinating. He um, has that quantum. Uh, what's it called? Oh, he's got, <laughs> yeah, he's got the quant. He's got the he's got the quantum field focus control. He is he's looking placed. a couple seconds ahead of the rest of us. Fascinating. <laughs> that's that's good. We should get him. We should we should get him. We love y'all. <laughs> So no, I've been just calling it unique, and and there there's nothing new there. We're, the fleet gears, we're all calling them. Uh, they're they're you can call them fleet quality. But I, we've been calling them ultra, as far as the color is ultraviolet. It's just a new. It's got a new kind of you know skin color on those items. So we didn't want to make Mark 13s or you know we're just we decided to just just make them make them uh, higher quality. So they have like four enhancements on them instead of three. Oh wow. And, and, and the fleet ones, like fleet guns and fleet armors, all have, if you, if you get, if you get a gun, you can get, you can get fleet guns, or you can, you can get elite fleet guns, or you can get advanced fleet guns. And advanced fleet guns have, like, might have like damage, 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 and a random enhancement on it, right? So they'll have four enhancements. And then the fleet guns, which will be a little pricier, uh, in, in fleet credits, not cash, no, 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 that's not cash. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, we'll have like damage, damage, random, and then a special, something really special, unique that hasn't been seen before. It's usually pretty powerful. So, so you'll, you, you basically sacrifice one damage, known damage enhancement for something really crazy and, and, and unique. Like, uh, what do we do? Like the armor, one at the top of my head, the fleet armor puts on, uh, nanite health monitors on you. Nice. So it's, uh, so it just every, I don't know, 60 seconds or 30 seconds, it pops a nanohead monitor charge on you. Oh, so you give, sweet. so you give up a little energy damage for, for uh, energy damage distance for that. So they're all got really, really cool extra stuff on that. So, so fleet systems is all about getting just end game loot and just really awesome stuff. And you get all these things from, and coming back to ships and how provisioning assignments work. Once you've unlocked something, like if you, if you have a, you have a tier one weapons locker or whatever we called it. I'm sorry, I can't remember. It's empty. You have to fill it with weapons, and then you can. What you do is you fill it with. We're going to do a weapons provisioning assignment, and the fleet all has to contribute all of their resources. And boom, okay, now there there I don't know 50 guns in there, gotcha. and and so it's like having 50 charges in there. So somebody could buy 50 of the same gun, or someone could buy one of you know 50 different guns. But once those are gone, boom, it's empty. The fleet has to refill it, and you buy those with fleet. Credit, which you've earned by doing fleet projects. So, um, so the shipyard works the same way. So the shipyard is you have to, once you've got the shipyard, you then have access to tier one fleet ships, but it's empty. And so now you're going to do a provisioning assignment. You fill it up with it's like 10 ships. And then once that's done, then players can go and buy those. Uh, they don't have to buy them all. And then they, uh, and then if you, if the, if the fleet needs more, they got to rerun the provisioning assignment again. That's how that works. Now, there are a lot of fleet ships to 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 get access to, wow. and so some of them, some of them will be purchasable only for 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 fleet credit. And some of them will basically be like a sea store ship. You still ha- you'll have to purchase them. With a, you don't actually buy them directly with cryptic coins. You've got to buy a like a um a um a schematic. The oh, schematic, gotcha. yeah, kind of like when you craft. Yeah, yeah. You, it's, it's, you're basically crafting the ship. I don't have a price point for that right now to announce, but it's less than 
the what a standard sea store ship costs right now because you're investing so many other ways to get it right. So it's it's going to be significantly cheaper. So, but but you but you still have to do the assignments, which usually you have to run dilithium and you got to get energy credits and you got to put in duty officers and all stuff in order to unlock the to unlock the shipyards and unlock the assignments. So there's and there's a time cost associated with that. Some ships will be fleet credits only. Some will be fleet credits and a crafting component that you'll have to sea store purchase. We decided this was the opportunity for us to put in all the retrofit ships. So, nice. so well, I'll say almost all of them. So you can now have a tier five Nova. Wow. So you can have so so they're all in there, and there are there are two versions of say the Nova. There's the there's the there's the the Nova, which is pretty comparable to. You know, a dilithium, like, like say comparable to like a, a Luna class. And then they'll, the, then they'll be the fleet version. Nice. And which will be even more powerful. So the, the, now, now with the Novas and, and something like the old retrofit ships, because they're smaller and like we talked before, have a, a, a squirrelier turn, well, it does have a squirrelier turn radius. They can't have the same hit points as say a, uh, a deep space science vessel. Right. So, so generally the, the retrofit ships have, um, a little less hit points, a little more turn rate. Um, is what they're sacrificing. So, because they're smaller, but they're faster, and that's what they, and that's what they do. Um, the stats are all over the place as far as the bridge I've seen, and we don't have enough time to go over every single one of those. Oh, I, don't sure. I don't remember them all anyway, but basically, most retrofit chips are in there, and this is both Fed and Klingon. So, what's not in there, which is, there's no tier one ships. So, there's no Miranda, there's no Oberth, and there's no NX. Okay. <laughs> And I'm that sorry. Yeah, and I'm sorry. There's, there's, there's no. No T5 Connie. No. <laughs> you just, you, there's like a thousand size right now, right? I know. You know? I know. I just like it's just it's like it's like the Jedi's are really really feeling this one right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the cries across the galaxy. No, I'm sorry. There's no tier five Connie. There, there's still it's still too sensitive an issue for 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 cryptic and for CBS. I don't know why. I guess I know a little why, but I mean, even, even in, in the, in Deep Space Nine, there was, you know, an Excelsior that was refit that went up against the Defiant. That's right. In, in Deep Space Nine, in the, in, in, in the, in the big wars, like Sacrifice Angel, and also in, um, I, I guess it was, it was Generations, yeah, when the, when, when the Enterprise, uh, Enterprise D crashed, there was Mirandas there picking up the pieces of, and, and salvaging them. So they were Mirandas and Excelsiors were still in use. You never saw another Connie, right? That's true. You just never saw them, and I think it just had. I think it was just because if you did, you just assume, hey, that's the Enterprise. What's it doing there, right? right. So you, you never. I mean, even though later you saw other galaxies all the time, we never saw another Sovereign. Though. Yeah, even during uh, during the Dominion War, you saw yeah. all kinds of Mirandas. I mean, yeah. they got like one shotted that was ridiculous. Yeah. Like sure. I felt bad for the crews. I was like, that's a suicide <laughs> mission, right? <laughs> what do we get this ship for, man? I was <laughs> like, if, if Sarfu was like, yeah, you're gonna take this whole thing and go against them, I'd been like, I quit. USS red shirt. Tell us. Yeah, it was so, ridiculous. I, I think we'd sooner see a a refit uh, Miranda than a, than you know uh, or retrofit than 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 a uh, than a tier five Connie. But but for now, there's no Miranda, there's no Oberth, there's no NX, and there's no Connie at tier five. But there will be a Saber. There will be an, uh, a Nova. Nova makes a lot of sense because we saw them in in the the, the finale of Voyager. It's, 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 you know, as far as um, you know, uh, Carrie Kim had one. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be the the Olympics, the Cheyenne, and we already have the uh, we already have, of course, the, the Voyager, Intrepid, and 
and, uh, and Galaxy. So all of those will be available in both retrofit and fleet retrofit. So okay. these new, these new, the retrofit and the fleet retrofit. I know one of the big questions on a lot of people's mind is, oh, I can't wait to get my my retrofit or my fleet retrofit uh, uh, Excelsior. But is it going to look like a old Excelsior, or is it going to have a new 2409 sure. skin? Okay, so we have more information about that. So, so before before I answer that question, and, and I and I will, in the succinct way that I always answer questions, <laughs> <laughs> um, that. There will also be, in addition to the retroflits and fleet retroflits, there will also be um, um, fleet refit chips. So, so in other words, you will see the Galaxy, you'll see the Nebula, you'll see um, what what else is in there, um, the Defiant, Intrepid. Now, all the fleet ships, they will not have. I need to make this clear from the beginning. They will not have a new model. We there there are 45 new ships going into the slipyards. Yeah, okay. there's no way you could keep up. We can't keep it up. They will all instead be getting a new ship fleet material. Gotcha. Right? So they have a new they have a new fleet material. The retrofits don't have the material, but the fleet retrofits do, and all the fleet sh- all the f- anything that's considered a fleet ship will have this new material. Fleet ships also do not come with a console. Okay. okay. Consoles only it stays in the sea store. Gotcha. That makes so sense. Fleets don't come with a console, and the fleets and the fleet ships. Don't get the sexy costume. So, for instance, there is a fleet heavy heavy escort cruiser, but it just has the Akira models, the original Akira, the Akira, the the, the Akira, the the Oslo, and the Zephyr. But it has the material. But it has the new material. Okay. It has the material doesn't have doesn't it doesn't have the uh, it doesn't have the, uh, the 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 point defense system the pre point defense system, um, but fleet ships all have more hit points. More shields and a tenth console slot. Woo! So. Yeah, that's what I'm so, talking about. <laughs> so they are tougher. They are better, but they don't, they, and they have the material. So if you want the ultimate armitage, you, you're going to want to get a hold of the fleet armitage, the, the fleet heavy escort, the fleet heavy escort carrier, the armitage itself. Then you can, once you bought the armitage, if oh, you, you own that, the skin? then you can share the skin onto the that, fleet. That's, so that's how you'll achieve it right there. And then you can also, of course, and then the, 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 the trio pointer system will work on the, uh, on the fleet version. So basically, so basically if you own, if, if you're if you, a big fan of the, the armitage, then you need to get your fleet to help you grind to get that. Um, to, to, to unlock that that ship, so that way you can move all the stuff that you unlocked on the on your sea store ship to upgrade it to get the more hit points, more shields, and extra console tenth console slot. And that yeah, as I say, that's beautiful because if you do buy that, then when you move that console over with the extra slot that you have in the fleet ship, yeah, you don't have to give up a slot to, to put that console over because yep. you get yep. the extra slot. That's very, very smart. See, now you don't pull any of your uh, sea store traffic away and lose money on it with people just going, "Oh, well, I'll just get a fleet." That, that was that it. was a major concern, and that's Absolutely. how how we're going to do this, and how we do this to make it fair, mm-hmm. and at the same time not crush our business, right? Well, and it's no, but it's brilliant because yeah. really, I mean, from a business standpoint, I mean, it, I mean, a it benefits you in the game, but at the same time, by still wanting to buy the sea store ship, you 
you A, earn yourself a console out of it, and B, now you're picking up the skin, and then putting that together with what you've built mm-hmm. in your fleet makes it even more ultimate. I mean, that is like becoming like, that's your godship right there. Yeah, that's what that's going to allow you to do. And that will start putting that in top of, because there was a little lot of concerns about when we released the Odyssey. It was like, the Odyssey has 10 consoles. What are we going to do? Are we going to release the bar for everything? Yes, we are. So we raised the bar for everything. And and all of, and the, the reason why is because season six is all about endgame. Season six is about fleets. It's about it's about level fifty vice admirals. It's about endgame and all the fleet actions, all the all the 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 content that we're releasing with fleets. You is hard. <laughs> and, <laughs> like really hard. Well, it's, it's it's supposed to be really challenging, and you and we and and you're gonna need those ships. That's what you want. You want the ships. You want the new items. You want all the new. You want all the new fleet gear, and you want to upgrade your fleet, your star base, so that way it has all the best defenses, so that way you can defend against all these attacks that are because you know, your 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 ship, your fleet, your star base will get attacked from space, and then the interior can also get attacked, and then you go off and you do the Tholian invasion and. And then everything going forward, season seven, everything we have planned for season seven, we're all basically taking it up a notch. And oh, so. Yeah. Oh yeah, well we're gonna need our super ships when we take on the Iconians, right? Cause they're, exactly. uh, they're not exactly pushovers. No, they shouldn't be pushovers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, so that's what we're, so that's what we're doing there and, and, and Kling, and getting back to your earlier question about Klingon, Klingons are not gonna be left behind in this. They, uh, um, they will, they will also be getting Retrofit ships and fleet sh- and fleet retrofits and fleet ships. So they're going to see fleet versions of the Negvar, fleet versions of the Borcha, fleet versions of the versions of the Bokuv. Um, they will also see here's some ships coming out for both the Hosus and the Aquarius will be available in 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 uh, in retrofit and fleet version. So outstanding, outstanding. So, now what about the uh... Some of the, uh, are they, I know, I know we're gonna hear this. Are the, uh, the Gorn and the, uh, Noskin style ships, are any of those gonna be? Sure. Yeah. So, so let me be clear about a couple things. We wanted to make sure that we are filling the gaps in what was most important. Um, there were a couple criteria that, 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 that had to be met in order to, to make this scheme work. The first scheme, the first criteria was, is that if the ship that we are turning into a fleet version, if its counterpart didn't have a console, then we couldn't make a fleet version out of it. Gotcha. So, in other words, there will be no fleet version of the Garamba, and gotcha. there will be no fleet version of the Excelsior, unfortunately, because its transwarp is built in. It's not right. a console. And there will be no fleet version uh, of the uh, uh, Galaxy Dreadnought because its Spinal Lance is built in. So there'd be no way to move that ability over. Right. And you can't counter it, so to speak. And then, and if there's no way to move it over, that means then it's just gonna, you either, the players would never get it, or they would get it for, for a significant discount, which is not, which would not work for us. Right. So, so, um, so some ships, at least at, on the first release, will, will not be available. Now, your question about the, what other ships, so one of the things that Jeff Tuffley and I really, really wanted to do was, um, we both really liked the Orion ships. But nobody really seems to like, I mean, not a lot of people, I won't say nobody. The Orion, the tier five Orion flight deck cruiser looks like a big floating green baked potato. Right, yeah, and, yeah, it does. And not a lot of people are fans of that, especially when Adam, Adam Williams designed the tier three and tier four versions, which are so much sexier. Mm-hmm. So we made sure that there is a tier four version, tier five version, a retrofit of the tier four Corsairs, um, flight deck cruiser. So now they have the sexy 
sexy version. And then there's a fleet version of that as well. So, so, and that one's got a really sweet, um, bridge officer layout, which I can't recall, but I know we worked hard on that one because that one was just, that was just something that, that, that uh, was near and dear to Jeff Tuffley that, uh, he wanted that one to be really nice because that's what he flies. Um, he likes, he likes the, uh, Klingon carriers. So we did that one. We did the tier four, uh, retrofit of the tier four Nausicaan Scourge. Um, we did not do the Garamba because you, because it doesn't have a console. And uh, we didn't do a Gorn science vessel because the Tier 3, Tier 4, and Tier 5, they all look the same. Right. And so I don't um, – it's uh, – the main thing we were really trying to do was get the um, get the Corsairs up there because it was such a pretty ship. And people who I think really like the Orions wanted to get that up there. Doesn't mean – now, I think probably the first ones that we would put back into uh, the Klingon side would be a – a refit version of the tier five, um, Gorn ship, but that one won't be coming out with the, with the, with the first launch. But there will be the Hosus, there will be the, um, my favorite, the, the Ning Tao, which is the X, the, 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 the four, I almost said the dirty word, um, <laughs> <laughs> um the, the four wing, uh, bird of prey raider. It's gotcha. Like the, yes. Yeah. So, so that one will be available. Um, the, the, the Ning Tao, and the Hosus, now that was a tough one to, to balance because, um, there, how, how many birds of prey are we going to have at tier five? And we can't really do a lot of configurations because they're all universal seating, right? Mm-hmm. So we gave the Hosus got, got the, got, uh, the standard tier five bird bridge officer seating plus the fifth console, you know, and, and of course additional hit points and shields. So they got, excuse me, the, the, the 10th console, I mean, and the, but instead of give, instead of doing the exact same layout on the Ning Tao, it still has the the nine consoles, but it upgrades a lieutenant universal to a lieutenant commander universal. So it has an additional lieutenant commander universal. Thus, it's the only bird of prey that has twelve bridge officer seats on it. So that gives players um, a choice on which which tier five fleet um, raider you would like, um, as far as uh, flexibility is concerned. We put the Sumrall Raptor, which was the only IP Raptor that in, that so as a tier it's a tier two Raptor. So we we made it we made it, uh, that one up there and uh, we didn't do the Burrell Bird of Prey because we already have a Burrell Bird of Prey uh, in the sea store and maybe we'll make it's just there were just so many birds of prey we said I don't think we need another tier five bird of prey. Yes, yeah. um, people wanted the Hosus and, and the Ning Tao was something very unique. Um, so if there's demand for it, maybe we'll, we'll we can add that one later. We can always add more to these. Bottom line is there's like 40, 45 ships. There are slightly more on the Fed side that just have more retrofit right. ships so it was just more to move over but there's a lot of flexibility now all these ships now have you know about 10 percent more hit points and 10 percent more shields and that 10th console slot they're all powerful they're going to have the new sexy skin and then you can and if you and if you have if you've unlocked other other models or uh, consoles you'll be able to move them onto there for instance you can move of course you can move the you know the, the intrepid blade of armor or the galaxy saucer set module you can put put all those on there there is no Aatrox right now. Um, we were trying to keep them to be faction specific. So there's, and, you know, um, the only exception we did make was for the uh, Orion and the Scourge, um, because Klingons need a little extra love because they were a little short on ships on this transition. There will always be room for more. The fleet skin doesn't look so good on the Aatrox. <laughs> it just right. Doesn't, yeah. It wasn't built for that. So there really wasn't a lot of value to add to that one right now. But we'll, we'll see. We can, we can deal with that one later. It's a brand new ship. So there's still a lot of, a lot of legs and mileage still out of the Aatrox at this point. So. 
Well, Full Leather Jacket wants to know, are we going to see a buff to the Galaxy retrofit since it lags behind all other Sea Store T5 cruisers and will and will be even weaker compared to the Assault Cruiser refit and probable Star Cruiser refit that will be coming? So this kind of all fits in with what you were just saying. So is, is there'll, that... there'll, be a fleet, there'll be a fleet version of I mean, now the Galaxy retrofit already has more hit points than the Sovereign. So right. it's uh, it's a, it's it's a beast, right? And it's it's all it's all tank, right? It's all it's got three engineering seats and uh, three engineering bridge officer stations. And now you can get the uh, the fleet version and it will be um, even tougher with the fifth console. A lot of the, and, oh, and the Galaxy Rayfield, I think if I, if I remember correctly, actually has, um, its configuration is, um, five engineering console slots. Wow. So a lot of, these, uh, a lot of these aren't just, they didn't just go from like some, you know, the, the, the basis is like a 432. So some of them became 433 and some of them became 532. Um, so, uh, that one, that, that turns that ship into the, probably the tankiest federation ship. I mean, maybe the Odyssey is probably might be a little tanker, tankier, but, but um, that gives it. I think, and I think the, yeah, um, I don't remember the stats on the Sovereign. So that so. kind of answers up our next guy, Blade of Kalos here, who says uh, we'll be be able to have a traditional Galaxy class cruiser without that third instant engineer uh, station. You know, well, I mean, you already do, right? So, right. but I mean, you can have now even a, uh, you can have the fleet version of it. And remember, it won't come with the saucer separation module. You'll you'll have to unlock that from the C store version if you want that. Nice. But you'll be able to put it on. Um, so here's one, and I've actually been really curious about this, being a, a Nebula owner. So Solid Shoe wants to know, will we be seeing a Venture-style update to the Nebula? If yes, are you more likely to include it in the existing RA-level C-Store Nebula or make it part of the new fleet system? It has not been done, and I don't think it will come out with Season 6. Um, it's, uh, it, it's, we don't, if we did, I, I don't know where we would put it, um, because I don't, we don't generally put skins uh, we're not going to be generally putting models in the fleet store. I mean, every time I find Galaxy, I just I use the Venture model. Yeah, it's definitely so sexy, I, I would, and I, I think it would so sexy much up that ship Galaxy a lot. Would love to, I'd love to see, yeah, I would love to see it in this show. I mean, like one day, actually just see like this refit version of the Galaxy in some future Star Trek TV oh, series. Yeah. And see that, because it's just really, yeah, Adam did just a, just a stellar job on that. Was, yeah, that was his uh, yeah. Ninth Symphony, for sure. Yeah. That was... So, so, I, I would love to see that. I, I don't think that it's, uh, realistically gonna be a priority anytime soon to see that on there. You know, you will be able to get the Fleet Nebula, but it will have, it'll have the, uh, the original skins on there. I'm not, I'm not actually even sure, because I know the Nebula comes with two skins. Yeah, uh, it has two. And I don't know if, I think you'll probably just get a standard Nebula, uh, when you, uh, when you get the Fleet version. So if you want that upgraded cryptic version, you'll probably have to get, get that from the C store. Um, so, uh, yeah, but it will come with the new material, which is actually really nice. I think there'll be pictures of that going out soon. That's good. That'll be a good step. Now, uh, how was the, uh, I know we're, what is it, the 900 day, uh, is coming up here pretty quick, and that's a new material also, isn't it? There's, that is, yes, there's a veteran material on the 900 day. Yeah. Is that similar to what we're gonna see with the fleet ones, or the no, same, or different? No, they're, they're totally different, so. Okay. Kind of hard to describe on radio. <laughs> they're different. They're different. They're great. I want you to paint a picture with words. These <laughs> <laughs> people will just have to wait for the screenshots. But yeah, they are different. All right. Let's see here. Uh, Syracuse has got a couple questions here. The first being, uh, in the past, you've mentioned having issues about what stats to give new ships. It seems apparent that in their tier system is bloated and unfriendly when adding new ships. You haven't seen the proposal on the forums by, or I'm sorry, have you seen the proposal on the forums by 
Uh, so, okay, that gives a potential fix for these issues, and then of course there is a link there. Yeah, I have I have not I have not seen that, and I don't. I, I click on the link here, and it actually gives me a 404 not found. So, uh oh, probably on the old forums or something. <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> so. So no, I haven't seen it. I don't know what it's about. Um, I'm not really having any trouble making them. It just, it, it is, it's sometimes a challenge to, 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 as far as bridge officer seating. Um, I don't know what, if, do you know what his proposal was? Uh, I, the only one I ever saw that was different, and I can't remember if it was that one or not. Um, there was one that went around a while back that was really cool, what, that had, uh, warp cores included in the, the console layouts and, and, and different things. It was, it was really pretty neat, um, so that you could basically take any ship, no matter, you could basically throw away the tier system and just have any ship, and it was basically the, the warp core and the parts that you put on it that, that dictated what tier it would be. Huh. Well, our engine would not handle a system like that because we could um, make a ship become more powerful, but there is nothing in the engine that would add more slots, more bridge officer or console slots. That is what defines the puppet. That's what we call it. It's a puppet. And so it's actually a a hundred times easier for us to just make a new ship than to try to re-architect the system to allow you to increase the slotting by slotting one item to unlock the slots of another, already you're talking about a nightmare. Then you slot something into that empty slot, and then you take the engine out. And then where did those, where did that, <laughs> you know, now the engine in the slot that no longer exists, um, I don't even know where the item would go. Yeah, so it sounds like that would take kind of a crazy yeah, piece of tech. Yeah, so so that's that's just unfortunately not likely to happen. We we decided to solve that by just selling the retrofit ships in the fleet stores, right? So gotcha. people will be able to, if you want a Nova. And you'll be able to get the, you'll be able to have a tier five Nova or you can have a tier five fleet Nova. We never really have a terrible time designing new ships going forward. It's usually, you know, when we, when we look at a new ship, like, I mean, like look at the Vesta, for instance, you know, we said what, we go right to the IP and says, what is it that we can do, um, that is true to the IP? I mean, we knew, I knew already what the things that we could do with the, with the arm, with the tier five Armitage, with the, you know, tier five Akira. And um, there was plenty of IP, lots of very rich IP references on what the artist originally envisioned that ship to be. You know, when we did, you know, we did the ablative armor for the Intrepid and the saucer separation, and so everything has roots in its IP. So when we when we make one, it's always okay. What's it going to do? What's going to be special about it? We define that, and then defining the consoles, the bridge officer seating is usually a little bit more challenging because it's very easy to to either. Oh, you know, if you do this seating, then people are not going to be able to do this power with this power and they're going to hate the seating or, oh my God, all of a sudden you're going to be able to do this and this and it becomes too powerful. So we have a little, you know, have a little calculator that basically calculates, oh, this comes out to be this powerful and this is maybe too much and, and we have kind of a range that's acceptable. But, um, yeah, for instance, it's running out of viable, uh, slotting options, for instance, for cruisers because I, uh, I already know what a, what a refit sovereign is going to look like. I'm not going to tell you, but, <laughs> but, uh, but there's, but after, but after that, we're starting to run out of valuable, co- uh, cruisers without doing more gimmicks. And, but that's the job of design. We'll come up with something to make it, to make it different and make it, I mean, you know, we did the, 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 the Galor and the, and the Decora were, were cruisers, but we made them, you know, we, we found things about them that made them different and feel different and not just feel like another skin on, on a, uh, on a sovereign or something. Gotcha. So, uh, but I, I wish I knew what, what his suggestions were because I'm always open to new suggestions. Um, and, uh, if you have any ideas, you can just fire, you, you can let me know and I'll see if I can find his, uh, find what his suggestion is. But if it's about 
we can't retrofit a ship with an item. As far as warp cores are concerned, that's the one thing I, one thing I really regret about ships is not having warp cores be an items. And I remember thinking about it and for the life of me, I can't remember why we didn't do it, but I really wish we had a warp core item and you could slide in with this warp core. It had different base power levels instead and that kind of stuff. I think that would have been a nice addition. If you ever do a Star Trek 2, I'll be sure that we put warp cores. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what were you saying about that, uh, retrofit sovereign? Um, well, the, We've talked about four. I, I threw I threw that out just to. Yeah, be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, bloop. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's come back to that. Let's finish the questions, and we can talk about future ships. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, his uh, the next part of his question was, any word on the Andorian ship? I'll put a pin in that too, with uh, as far as future ships. Okay, and uh, the next one after that is, uh, where's the ambassador class? <laughs> All right, let's talk about future ships. <laughs> 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 All right, assistance. Uh, I, I got uh, I got flanked here on the uh, on, on, on. I I think you were a little outgunned. He had these lined up. Um, uh, the last one of his questions. So he, I, I know we had spoken about it earlier, and he's gonna he's gonna be really happy with the last one. But uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back to that. Uh, with, will the Miranda be added? Yeah, that that's I honestly never even thought about it. Um, I'm actually just gonna go ahead and uh, fire off an email to myself right now and just uh, just say, hey, add the Miranda to the store because it's. Uh, that's a piece of cake to do. You get um, that? You're getting your all those who, who threw away their their starter ship and and couldn't get it back and always wanted to. It it shall be done. Yes, and Priority One made it happen. Woo! So let's thank everyone. Thank Priority Eyes One. Eyes and ears, the verse to you. <laughs> um, unless of course I get to work on Monday and find out. Oh, if we do that, it's going to break all of this stuff. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think of something, and then I'm going to look like a. I'm going to look like a. This versus ass on Friday on this podcast comes out. Um, but um, I will do my best to add the uh, to add the Miranda to the ship store so people can 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 purchase it uh, uh, again. Maybe it's, maybe it's tougher than I thought because maybe there's no no it should be there is a tier one option because you can of course buy a buy the, uh, the NX and the and the uh, Ober so it should just fit right in there. So I don't know why it wouldn't work. I will try to make that happen next week, unless there's a problem. And I apologize in, in, in advance. Um, so, uh, any word on the Endorian ship? Any word on the Sovereign, the Ambassador, and um, and such? Okay, so let's talk a little bit about future ships. I don't like to talk about future ships too much because you know, right now we you know we just we've got um, you know the the Aatrox just came out and and the Armitage just came out and and they've both been very popular, very successful, and people have been really happy with those. We've got the fleet system coming out, and there's all kinds of new options for people to to have access to there. But we we also have a plan of ships to you know come out over the future, and and they are loosely scheduled, and they will they they will happen eventually. I I can't I can't tell you when they will, because we it's we've got a, we've got a little bit of time with season six coming out. We want to focus on those ships for a while. But a, uh, a, a refit sovereign is, is in the works is going to happen. And Dorian ship, we've talked about it before, no new news on that, but yes, I want to do an Endorian, I want to do an Endorian escort, which would be like a, you know, a modern version of what you saw on Enterprise. But I also, I also want to do an Endorian battle cruiser, which would be the broadsider. Ooh, yeah, be- yeah, I remember us talking about that before. So That's that- exciting. I need a little tech for that, but that would be, that would be, you know, a, that would be like a battle cruiser that had just port and starboard 
weapons, and I, I still have to get the tech to, to play test to see what that balance would be like. It would be completely overpowered or completely worthless. I don't know, but I know it's going to be completely fun. You know, you know where you're gonna you need to start your research with that is uh, honestly you need to start with the the old battleships, the Missouri and stuff like that, because that's that's what they were is basically broadsiders. Well, I just don't know how it's going to play against a bunch of ships that aren't true broadsiders, right? right. It houses work in game balance, right? Well, you may have. This guy's going to gonna have cannons on both sides and torpedoes on both sides, right? This is going to be. <laughs> that's going to be insane. That actually will be like that'll almost be the new tank. You know what I mean? Like park it right in the middle of the battle and just blasting off both sides. Yeah, I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. So, so I'd love to see yeah. that. I don't know if those two endurance ships will come out at the same time or they'll come out. Uh, They'll come out, uh, uh, um, you know, further apart. We generally tend to release new ships to the sea store about once every two and a half months or so. Uh, in, in between there, uh, a lockbox ships usually comes out. You know, those kind of uh, um, kind of leapfrog each other uh, in general. And what happens with uh, what goes into the the lockboxes are usually a faction neutral ship, and then a faction specific ship comes out in the uh, in the sea store. So. So I think uh, you've got a little bit of time before the uh, the next uh, the next sexy ship com- comes out. But you know we just had a um, the escort, the armitage come out. We had before that we had the 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 the, um, the flagships. Yes. So I think it's time for a science vessel. I I, I hope to see it as the Vesta. If it doesn't work out. I don't think we do another escort yet because we just did the armitage. So I don't think we would do an Andorian escort yet. So maybe it would either be the Andorian battlecruiser or maybe it would be a Sovereign next. So um, that would be little, super exciting. Yeah, either we kind of want. I kind of want to. I, I kind of. If I can't, I, it can't. It's not going to be perfect. But I, I'd, ra- I'd rather not put two classes of vessels, you know, coming out right know, in, in sequence. So we'd, we'd want to switch it up. And I, um, we're short on a science vessel. Haven't seen one in a while. No. People, yeah, it's been a long so, time. So that, uh, so that, the Bellerophon was the last one I believe that came out. Yes. So well, that was a while ago. So um, so so. So yes, so that that's what I that's hopefully we can we can secure the Vesta and, and we can put that there. If not, um, probably the uh, either the Andorian broadsider or maybe the, or maybe the Solomon. Um So it's, and then the, and for those of you who who missed the last episode where we interviewed uh, uh, Dan Stahl, the the update on the ambassador is that it is coming. He said, and it's tied to some a story mission that's coming yeah. up. Yeah, Dan, Dan wants Dan wants to put that into into a story, and uh, and 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 I'm not going to spoil anything about that, but it would be uh, tied to season seven story that that we have planned, and it fits in really nicely. So I think that uh, I think that we'll we'll uh, we'll pr- try to put that there, and, and we'll probably end up uh, probably end up in the fleet store with like two versions of it. There are two skins of the. Uh, of the ambassador. Yes, what yeah, the, uh, the Andrew Probert was yeah. the one that didn't get used, but I think it's actually the better looking ship. <laughs> I, I, I think we can do both, and I think one could be the retrofit and one could be the fleet retrofit. So we can make that. That's an excellent idea. And I think that makes sense to go into there just like that, because for the life of me, I can't think of a special console ability to put on the thing, so. Yeah, because we didn't, <laughs> they just, we got so little on that ship, I mean. Yeah. You just don't know really. We can make some, we can make something up, but I, it's nothing, there's nothing really strong in the IP reference. And, um, I think with the story that we want to do with it and the way we have fleet systems now, I think, uh, that will make, uh, I think it fits in nicely in there, but maybe it becomes a sea store vessel. Um, we'll, we'll instead, you know what um, would be cool? special ability and all, and, and we'll, we'll see what happens. A cool ability for that ship 
based and you could tie it to the IP based on what happened, how it got pulled into the future. If you remember, they said that it, on the episode that the the explosions, the animator, something that was just right about it was taking so many hits and an explosion ripped a time fissure or something in space. Yeah. And that's what it came through. What would be so cool is to tie it to that story and say that they learned from that experience of that opening time fissure and they learned how to measure and make those at will. So they, so, so, so that you so like, can like make make Tasha Yars. Is that what it can do? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say you could can open a small little kind of like a portal and it just drums you to like a random place on the map. Like so, if you're in trouble, you could hit that button, kind of jump to a place further away from the combat where you're a little bit safer or something. So kind of like kind of a little bit like the uh, subspace the subspace jump on on the oh yeah uh, on the side. But, yeah, but, kind of. But, but random. But random, right? So, because, because I mean, they couldn't control where it put them. It just, you know, so they could, but they could create the event to where, okay, it's an escape route, basically, and, and you know, maybe dumps you randomly in different places on the map. That'd be a really cool ability, actually. Yeah, that could work. I think it. it I think it has to be. I think it would. It, it seems like it would be a defensive ability. So, oh, the, the subspace jump is pretty powerful as an as an offensive ability. So it, it had to be. It had to uh, to have an advantage over that, right? As opposed to just putting. And then I hate for it to just like drop you inside the center of a planet. That would be this, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. There definitely needed to be a, a special mechanic for that. I'm not sure if I can do that, but I'll have to see. Make sure that, that that's fail safe. So, yeah. Well, so, you know, something like that. Who think about that? <laughs> so yeah. So uh, ambassador uh, also on the list things that are coming out. Um, and that's actually uh, as far. I mean, that actually brings us out pretty far as far as well, as at least far as season ships. seven, right? right? Yeah. I mean, well, I think that'll bring us past past season seven. That's okay. schedule. So so there's uh, the other ones that I want that I want to do. CBS has given me a little pushback on this one, but I'm going to keep pushing. Is I want to get the Wells craft in the game. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 kind of it's a little OP as far as on the IP. It's an IP OP, uh, <laughs> but but we would we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to you know. We uh, just, that, that, yeah. we, we'd bounce it out. So well, as you say, well, that you'd have to make it unique enough and maybe do it as like a Dropbox ship or something like that. You know, I, I would think if 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 that's what they're. It's, it's tough to do the drop. It, I mean, it could it could be a Dropbox ship, but it's tough because then the Kling, it doesn't make sense for the Klingons to have it. And I really really that's like to have faction point. specifics to not be in the uh, in the in, in there. But but if we did, then what we would have to do is then we would probably have to make a Klingon version of it, some some sort of Klingon future ship. And then if you're Klingon, you get this one in the lockbox, and if you're fed, then you get the wells. That's so. pretty cool, though. I mean, that and plus that gives you guys an open playground to invent a new ship for the Klingons, which is pretty darn yeah. cool. So, so do that. And, and speaking of which, uh, the next question was, various players had asked, any news on new KDF ships? So there you go. Well, I think we covered, uh, covered a lot of that. I mean, I, I think they're... There is one new Klingon KDF ship coming out that I don't want to talk about because um, I don't know if we've announced it yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I think. I think I'm going to play it safe and not and not say anything unless I can actually find some. If I we actually posted information about it. There you go, Warriors of the Empires. You heard it here first. There's something coming. Yeah. <laughs> ah, let's see. Oh, there is a posting for it. So, um. If you go to if you go to the Starship website and one of the old news is that we've got the um, the vet rewards. There's the 900 day vet reward. We know it's coming up. It's going to be new fleet material. A thousand day vet rewards, new ship. 
So Thousand Day Veterans will get a will get an exclusive ship that is for them alone. So there'll be one Fed and one Klingon. That's what we're that's what we're trying to do. Do um, do we have any they, uh, any news on those yet? Any anything about them at all um, that no. you can share? Not yet. Okay. No. And, and and actually, I don't even I, I I really don't know too much about what they will be yet. So gotcha. um, I, I it's but and and maybe it's just one ship that's like you know that's faction neutral instead. Um, hmm. But but because because it's just it's just too rotating. But there will be something there, and um, I'm hoping it'd be one for Fed, one for Klingon. Maybe it won't be. But we've already announced that. I wanted to make sure that we posted that before I said anything. I wasn't sure if we posted the thousand day vet rewards, what they would be. That comes with a free ship slot as well. I'm just uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw it out there and just say you know it should be a Romulan uh, Valdor. You know uh, that's that's why I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying you know because I'd love to have one of you know and, and I'm coming up on that. That, so. that, that <laughs> sounds to make perfect sense, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's totally totally inappropriate, but I want it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be that. So, <laughs> so so um I have nothing else. Uh, I mean I'll be you know to be honest. I mean we we don't sell that many Klingon ships, so it's right. we just we just don't um and, and uh, it's so it's it's. You know, we love to make them. They're, they're, the artists, I think, like to make them more than fed ships because they're, they're, they can be a lot more creative with them. Right. But they, what the Odyssey sold in comparison to the Bortosk was an order of magnitude different. And so, and it took, it didn't take as, I mean, the Odyssey did took a lot more work because it was a, because of the, the, the contest and, was, yeah. and, and what we wanted to do with it and how much, and it was, it had to be, it was, it had to be the next enterprise. So it had to look, you know, a lot of approval process. It had to be perfect. The curves are really complicated, but even beside that, I mean, invest the the amount of t- development time it takes to make one ship is is is, is a lot, and um, and so if they don't sell, it's really difficult to justify. We need one, so they still keep getting them, but in general, you're going to see more come out for the Fed than you were going to see for the Klingon. But I think the fleet, all the different fleet ships that are coming out, are going to really help as far as giving. You know, you're not going to get all the new skins, you know, all the new models, but a lot of new options, a lot of new bridge officer seating options, a lot of new. Um, they're going to get the D7, right? The Katinga and D7 version. It will have have access to. So, so that's going to be really cool. So, so and that has a completely different, you know, seating than the Vorcha. So, so there's there's they're going to get a lot of uh, new options. Um, there was a question coming up. Um, I saw about the um, two it, bird of prey skins. Yeah, Mir Cat. He was the next one. Yeah, the. Uh... Uh, what would they call them? Machar and the yeah. the Gavama, if I'm saying yeah. that right. Yeah, the, the, those are those are you know when we release the refit the the low tier refit ships like the Rhode Island and the Venture and and those sort of those 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 variants, we did the same thing on the Klingon side as well, right? Like that's how the Ning Tao came came to be. But we made tier one and tier two versions of all the Klingon ships as well. But then later we decided that we were going to the the Klingon started level twenty. Two or whatever level they start at, and so we have all these lower tier ships, which I believe is what he's talking about, that haven't been uh, that haven't been released. Well, we're still holding on to them; they're done because it's uh, you know I still hope that we will be making having Klingon start at level one, in which case then uh, then those ships will be available at that point. Until then, those costumes for those birds of prey are are being used on the uh, carrier pets, so. If you if you have because now if, if if people aren't following carriers, um, the carriers have a lot of different ships, both Fed and, and the Klingon side. Klingons have a lot more, and uh, the the ships, the carriers always come with a green quality, just standard quality that's kind of kind of hard to measure. But the standard quality ship, which you can buy for dilithium, a blue quality version, 
and in the fleet you can buy the purple version of that of that pet for your for your carrier and the the uh the basic bird of prey that you can launch from the Vokuv is a standard Burrell, but the blue version has the new skin that we made and the and the purple one, which people haven't even seen yet because you have to ask, you have to unlock it in the fleet. We'll have the other variant, so we'll, we'll make use of the model. But um, I don't want to make it available for players yet because it's um, I'm going to hold on to that when we reduce the levels for Klingons. Yeah, gotcha. the, the starting level. The the next one was, came from uh, RAJO11. And he says, will we see the Sovereign Refit launch before Season 6 comes out, or is it going to be part of the fleet Starbases? And we kind of covered that also. Yeah, yeah, you're not, the, 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 the Sovereign will, will, uh, will not, will be coming, will not be coming out with Season, with Season 6. Um, they will be coming out afterwards. There will probably be a fleet version of the Sovereign in there, but it's going to be, uh, um, a high tier unlock, which is going to take people time to get access to. So fleet, fleet, um, built, getting getting tier five shipyards will take a lot of work for players to get to, right? So it's a fleet. The whole fleet and starbase system is a long term, uh, it's a long term uh, uh, um, feature. It's it's not something that people are going to be able to get into, grind through in a month, regardless of the size of your fleet, and get everything you want. There are time gates on there, so there are, um, you know, it's it, you, you you've got to do a lot of work, but then when you start a project, it can take days before that project is complete. And that's one way we can make sure that people who have all the resources now can't just log in and just have everything just like that. It's going to take a long time. And then as they get closer to having more of those things, we're going to open up new, um, new, uh, new, uh, holdings that players can have. The first holding is the Starbase. I talked a little bit about this with Elijah and Adrian. The Starbase is the first holding. And later, once we solidify the system and everything's working and everything's all, uh, uh rainbows and unicorns, um, the future, We'll be able to complete, continue to expand on the system by doing things like, you know, uh, the fleet, the starbase can create a colony and the starbase can create a, a mine and starbase can create a, you know, deep space sensor array or something like that. And those will unlock other loot and other, and other holdings and other player owns cities stuff, right? That's a very robust system and, and it's, it's, it's a very scalable system and, um, and that will give people access. So there will be a fleet sovereign. It's going to take a little while for people to unlock it. So probably we'll make the C-Store before you see the fleet version available. 009 want to know uh, about the Sovereign refit. Uh, that you know At the end of Nemesis, of course, it was being rebuilt, and John Eves, I guess, had, uh, had worked up uh, some new designs for what that full refit might look like in case they had made another movie. And they're curious if you're going to reference that, those drawings you know, for this new refit here. I don't know if we would have rights to that drawing. We would have to do some research because we don't automatically get everything that John Eves does for free. Right. I believe so, it's the one all the way at the bottom of that link that he's referring I, to. I'm, try, I'm trying to get to the link. It's uh, it's 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 uh, not working. I got a dot com and then a dot dot dot. I don't know if it can clean that. If you can clean that up for me or not. Uh, um. It doesn't, doesn't really look like a. Uh, is it this? In- I've seen it before. Um, I know the drawing he's referring okay, to. And actually, I see it. I see it now. Originally, little, yeah, I see it now. It's um all the way at the bottom. I, I just I found the I found the link in the pot in the uh, in the uh, in the forums. Oh, there you I go. Went to it there. It's not that different. Right. It's, kind of, it's, it's really pretty subtle. Some I, I sharper think, edges, a little more armor. 
Yeah, you know what? I mean, I'd be honest with you that that I don't think we would do it this way. No. Uh, because it's it's I'm looking at it and and at a glance, I'm like, yeah, that belly has a little sharper edge there. And I don't I, I don't think it would read really well as far as something completely different. Well, and, and I was thinking even if okay, by that point the head made it to that. I mean, by the point where we're at in 2409, it would have been redone again to something well beyond that when you look at the other uh, comparatives like the uh you know the imperial and 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 things like that you know it's well i can tell you that that uh i've seen some uh some early concepts and stuff for what a what a what a new sovereign might look like and I, i'm sure people are going to be very pleased so Excellent. Um, so let's let's uh, i wouldn't worry too much about that i i don't think that we would fight so too hard to get this john eve's uh Johnny's just some awesome stuff. I mean, yeah, and like the Johnny stuff that he did for Perpetual, I'm pretty sure because he did a lot of concept art for Perpetual. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that we have access to all of that stuff because that was work that was done for hire when we acquired Star Trek license. That we we get to use a lot of that, but a lot of his other stuff is just is I don't know if we have rights to it. And if we wanted to get rights for it, um, I think we really want to make sure that it's a uh, it's 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 going to be worth that effort. Unless I'm looking at the wrong picture. Um, I'm not really seeing anything here that it, it's too subtle, right? right. Yeah, I think, I, I think it's too subtle. I mean, when we want to do stuff like that, we want it to look like okay, there's the Akira, which has always been an awesome ship, and then you've got the Armitage, which right. is and, and and or the Thunderchild, which is such so such an evolution, Cle- right? Clearly an upgrade, yeah. Clearly, clearly, an, clearly upgrade. an upgrade, clearly different. It's like you know, or right. the galaxy over the venture. Right? We didn't just put a scoop on the hood, like we, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, we we didn't throw a higher spoiler <laughs> on the back, like we rebuilt this car, you know. <laughs> so 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 we we'd want to take it to that level, and I don't think the picture that I'm seeing at least just doesn't really do that. Yeah, I I agree, I agree. Gosh, I hope I'm saying this right. Zulevil. Also had a question about the plus one sovereign here. Can you tell us anything about its boff layout console special? I think you said you didn't really want to go into that. Well, yet, I don't, I don't right? really want to get into the boff layout partly because I honestly don't remember it's at work. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, an honest uh, man. <laughs> but um, but as far as the uh, the consoles and special powers, um, I, I haven't. I mean, it's still it's still whiles away. And so the and and we've chatted about this before. The two things that I've considered for it, and maybe I'll do both. Or maybe if I can come up with something better for it, would be a um, it would come with a pair of four and aft 180 degree quantum torpedoes. So instead of instead of a 90 degree arc, not very sexy, but really really powerful, I think. So it could come because because that's the one thing that that Thomas found. He found some some canon reference about that it has its canon had a really wide firing arc for its tor- for its torpedoes. So given it 180 um, degree quantum torpedo would be pretty cool. And the other thing that we just came up with was. What if we just gave it the Riker maneuver? Like, allow you to eject, eject Metreon gas and then ignite it. Um, Ooh, that's so, very cool. So those are two things we talked about. I'm not sure if that's the right way to go. We could give it a joystick. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> give, it a, give it a joystick. I love it. <laughs> give it a joystick. Does it come with the beard? There you go. <laughs> See, his, his next question. It's got to it's got to come with like when you go onto the bridge of the ship. It's got to come with like a your first officer's got his leg up on the on the console on your, <laughs> you know, got the Riker got the Riker maneuver there. Just uh, his just his knee his one knee up, 
and uh, over over the helmsman, right? Just Captain Morgan, look. Yeah, exactly. Captain Morgan, <laughs> Riker Morgan. Yeah, Captain Riker Morgan. Oh uh, yeah, I I can't wait to to get. Uh, you know, I I have the Defiant, and then I love the uh, Belfast interior. That's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. She's so beautiful inside, and I cannot wait to get a sovereign full interior like that. I just I think that's going to just be outstanding. So the one thing I can tell you though about about the sovereign and about console line is it will be a tactical heavy ship. It will it will have it will be more tactical than yeah. what the current than what the current sovereign is. Right, because so. I know everybody wants that lieutenant commander station that it everyone feels it's lacking. Yeah, and 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 I it, and it may be getting that. I also just don't remember. I know I have it written down, and and uh, but I do remember that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go heavy tactical on this ship. So beautiful, so. beautiful. Uh, will we see a T five science ship with a lieutenant lieutenant commander tactical station? So that that could be your Vesta. Um, sure. One variation uh, of it, anyway. There, there are so many. There are so many. Con- there are so many bridge officer variants coming out with fleets. So, um, and I wish I had the uh, the design doc with me in front of me right now because I, I I can't recall. But yeah, I don't see any reason why I couldn't put a lieutenant commander tactical station on the Vesta. Um, I wasn't promising that, but because I haven't I haven't given it that level of thought. But if it's not on there, it might be on. There's so many variants now that it was just almost impossible to keep track of all the variants he made. Um, I mean, the, the, for instance, like, uh, this is an answer to his question, but the, uh, the Olympics are the Olympics there, and so it's really heavy science, and I gave it like 50% increase to hull regeneration, to crew regeneration, which, oh, wow. you know, cause, and the, which your crew, and your number of crew affects your hull regeneration, so. Right. So we gave a lot of little things like that along the way. Um, and, and try to, and there's a lot of ships that have universal seats and there's a, hopefully there's no fleet ships that have duplicate uh, console seats. So, um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of options for there, but I think, um, if it's not in the fleet, it certainly sounds like a really good opportunity for the, uh, for, uh, if not the Vesta for a, for a new science vessel. If we can't somehow manage to get the Vesta done, we'll make up something our own. Outstanding. So that wraps up our uh, our listeners' questions. And uh, my goodness, I think I've I've squeezed all my personal interest out of you. Is there is there anything that that you want to share that we haven't covered, or any other secret squirrel stuff that's just just gnawing away at you so badly that you must spit it out? Well, I, I'd love to say that I did, but but uh, but I think we've over the last uh, the last two uh, two interviews with 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 Elijah and and you, I think. I think I've already said too much. I might have to kill you guys now. <laughs> yeah, you're a marked man at the office. <laughs> yeah, but I, I am surprised you didn't get more questions about fleets in general. So I mean, you've been gone for a while, so you haven't had a chance maybe either to either to read what's going on or certainly certainly doubt you've had a chance to play any of the fleet stuff. But uh, no, we haven't. talked a lot about talked a lot about the projects, and we talked a lot about you know about the about the gear that's in there, but. No, I'm I'm absolutely uh I can't wait as as a fleet leader, you know, I can't wait for this system to come around. Um yeah. and there's so, so many so many new things that you're telling me about for for all I mean it's going to affect every aspect of the game like you said from from ground play to get ground gear to, to to ships and ship gear and I mean it's just I could go, you know, we could go for hours uh covering some of these things. So I mean uh I mean Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe we could have another uh we have have another uh Another interview and just talk just about uh, just talk about fleets, uh, but uh, but there's already a lot of information out there. But just as it was as as I mentioned before, what what's on Tribble right now is already so old and outdated compared to what we have. 
Um, we're just really doing some really broad strokes as far as stability and, and balance and, and, and such. But there's so many new, uh, you know, the, the content alone and, and a lot of features just aren't even complete that, uh, that, that are complete internally, but just aren't on triple that hopefully you guys will be, everyone will be getting soon. But the gist of it is, you know, as a, as a fleet leader, you're going to be able to, you know, you'll, you'll have, you'll start off with one, you know, tiny little start base and you'll be able to start setting, picking, Picking projects, okay, we want to go, we want to do a whole bunch of, we, we want to build our, our shipyard, or we want to build our sensor array, or we want to build whatever it is, and you'll pick your projects, and people will come in, and they'll start completing those projects, which is going to require bringing in assets, you're going to be bringing in anomalies, and and uh, commodities, and energy credits. This is so going to change the economy of the game, It's re- because energy credits are going to become so much more valuable. People have sitting on so many energy credits and they're oh, selling yeah. and the inflation of, of items because, uh, because of so many extra energy credits are so high. It's so going to change because people are going to want their energy credits now. They're going to want their commodities and for the, uh, for, uh, so that way they can build their projects and build their star bases. So I'm really fascinated to see how that's going to happen. Oh, that's one thing we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about the freighter on the, the Tuffley class freighter. Yes, yes. Good so, call. Let's talk yeah, about that. Let's let's talk about that. Um, not a combat vessel. Um, and, and, and it's not supposed to be. Um, you know, we, we I, should, we, I shouldn't warp into an STF with that bad boy. Know, I'm really fascinated to see what would happen. Um, if, actually, I don't think you can get into the STF because it's up, because uh, we because when we when we found out how we snafu'd on the uh, on the on the Armitage and that and not being able to get into the STF, we we uh, made a conscious decision to not let the uh, to not let the freighter go in there, but I'm curious to see what people try to do with it just for fun. <laughs> oh um, yeah, could you imagine you you show up to an SDF and you're doing Cure, Cure Space Elite and someone warps in with one of those? You'd be like, oh man, come on! <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you know, a lot of people. I don't think I don't think some players got it right when they when when we watched the uh, the postings of the people commenting about it. So it was really uh, certainly really bifurcated and people who were like, oh my god, this is awesome, and other people were like, why would I want this POS? It's like, well. It may not be for you. It's not. It's not a combat ship. It's not supposed to be. It's something that people had asked for a long time ago. Can we do this kind of thing? I'd say it's more of a role-playing ship. It is totally. It is a totally role-playing ship, but it's totally a community ship and it's totally a DOF ship. Okay. And and if people haven't figured it out now, it is so. It's going to have a lot of value for for fleets Absolutely. because because it will be able to do. Boffus do have access to Boffus assignments that no one else has access to. It has the transwarp that gets you into the exploration cluster, so it's going to be able to get a hold of those anomalies really easily. Um, it has, while you're flying it in sector space, it gets a discount to buying anything from other freighters in sector space. Um, and, and it has a contact inside for selling commodities at a discount, so, and your friends can come onto your ship and buy those commodities. And you're going to need those commodities for, for, uh, for star bases. So for completing projects. So if you, I think every fleet's going to want to have one of these freighters so that way they can get access to those commodities, get access to those, uh, to those anomalies, get access to those bridge officer assignments. You can summon a, uh, you, know, you can summon a, 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 a security ship that will come in so that way you can do your security bridge officer assignments like, uh, um, triple, triple, um, bounties and prisoners, um, and, and contraband. It's got on board, it's got a, uh, it's got the bank and it's got mail and it's got crafting. So it's got all of those things. Plus you can access any of your ships from the freighter and you can go and your freighter can, uh, um, 
and you can go to your freighter from any of your ships. So you don't nice. have to go back to Starbase to swap. So it's kind of like a shuttle. It's kind of like a shuttle, but but the shuttle lets you go back. You can go from your ship to a shut to to your shuttle, and then your shuttle can go back to your previous ship. The freighter is it has that, but it has more flexibility. You can go from your from your shuttle from your freighter to any ship, and any ship to your freighter. Nice. So. So this is going to be for for duty. This is a duty officer, uh, you know, a junkie's uh, ship, and it's also going to be really great for freight for uh, for for fleets and for role players. So it's a fun little ship. It's not you know it's not a combat ship, and it's not for everyone. Some people are just not going to care about it. Some people are just going to gobble it up. But um, I t- I totally understand the value. That would have been a thing before where I would have been one of those guys to to, to honestly say, oh, it's not for me. It, it really serves me no purpose. But uh, my my fleet first officer. The decora now, and he is the luckiest son of a bee you've ever met. He won 17 of those. What? Yes, I'm not joking. 17? 17. Right, something's broken. We got a nerd. Uh, right? I, I told him he needs to buy a lotto ticket. Now, that was over a course of, of, of a couple months, but he just kept playing the game, man, and he kept winning them. He ended up selling all, I think, all but one of them, the one he kept, so I think he sold all the others on the exchange, but um, made us made the fleet a small fortune in energy credits. But um, but the value of that ship, once he had it, because he's also our, our primary crafter, yeah. um, having access to the bank, uh, the trade system, the different things that he has on that Decora has made an invaluable difference that, I mean, it was perfect for him, who he was, what he did for the fleet. You couldn't have made a better ship, except maybe this Tuffley. This might even this be is, even is, better for him. Yes, this is, this is better. This is more for that, because it also has the crafting station on there, and it has the, tra- it has the security transport, uh, and it has the transwarps to the, to all the, uh, exploration clusters. So you can go to Batran, you can go to all those clusters, and, and get access to those anomalies. And those those uh, the, the, those those crafting resources, it's uh it's it's really for that player. There, and, well, there you go, Craig. You heard it right here. So take that awesome luck of yours and go win us one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I won't uh I you know I can't divulge uh, chances to get it, but it's the, the the odds are much better than in a standard lockbox or even in the uh, even what we did for the when we ran the um, the Jem'Hadar ship in the last duty officer. I gotta tell you too, um, I, I really, I, I'm glad I got the opportunity because I didn't get to talk to Dan, like I said, but I gotta tell you, I'm very, I'm pleased. I, I don't know how the player base is taking it as a whole yet, but I'm very pleased with what you did with these, these, uh, duty officer reinforcement packs. I really like the way you've combined, uh, the possibility of, of a, of a, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, a lotto reward, a drop reward, uh, in with a guaranteed, uh, you know, purchase for your money. So you know you're getting something for your money, whereas, you know, with a key for a lockbox, eh, maybe you win, maybe you don't, maybe it's junk. But the, the fact that you're, you know, giving us these these duty officers, A, you know, is a guaranteed thing, but then these other smaller commodities and things like that, I mean, it, and then this additional chance to win the ship, I thought that was that was a great way to do it because no matter what, you feel like you're getting something for your cash, even if it's just the base purchase of what you bought it for, which is the duty officers and stuff. So yeah, and, and hopefully people will. I mean, the 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 reinforcement pack has some great duty officer abilities. The the, the duty officer powers in there are really are are very unique and 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 um, very different. Especially if you're a carrier, you've got some really great carrier abilities in there to go with that Armitage and the Aatrox. Um, but you know, lock boxes and 
the like are it's an iterative process for us you know we we've it's you know we, i talked a, a little bit about this with elijah and it's a model that's really effective and it allows us to 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 uh to make this game available to any people for free and and there we recognize there's some controversy but we also recognize there's a lot of people who enjoy them there's a lot of people get a lot of value out of them but we also recognize that it's not perfect system yet and it's an iterative process we took a system that that worked for perfect world and we, 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 we ran with it and every lockbox has been a little bit different. And so we're learning and, and we're iterating on it and we're trying to keep making them better. And uh, one of the things that, that really rang true for me and I, I can't remember who, who said it, it might have been you, James, but I can't, I just remember that was the, was payers feeling buyer remorse when they bought one. Yeah. Yes. And that was, me. and, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't, I don't want to hear that, right? That makes mm-hmm. me sad because I want to make sure that people are getting value. And it's part of the reason why we put the low buy in there because he says, even if you didn't get something you didn't like, you could take that low buy and you could buy something else. I don't think we hit the bullseye. I think that we kept improving it, but I think, we, but I think we, we were going to, we're going to improve that going forward. And I think something that we learned with the, uh, with the DS9 duty officer pack, putting a Gemidar ship, and then because actually we were, we were the, the original the original plan was this uh, was this freighter pack, and then we said, well let's 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 try what we did with the DS9 pack, let's, because we want to cancel because we want to we we don't want to run too many um, duty officer packs at once. Mm-hmm. Um, it just we just we're basically cannibalizing your own you know your own your own sales when you do it that way. So let's let's uh, let's try let's try putting it this way. And people really liked it, and and really what it is is the mentality of a gumball machine or versus a Jackpot. Exactly. And, exactly. And so, and so, I will. I hope to see what we do going forward to be more like Cracker Jack boxes, and that you're going to be getting something that maybe it may, maybe it won't be exactly like the Duty Pack, where you're going to know that you're always going to get something, and then you might get something else. But there'll be. I don't want to see Barry Morse. You're going to always get something sweet, and I, I don't care if. I don't care personally. Cryptic might care, but I don't care if you get every time you get it, you're going to get a three or four dollar value for that dollar twenty five purchase. So that way, you're always getting something. And every time you get something, you're like, okay, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? Okay, I got that. I really want that. I can use that. Um, let me try again. What am I going to try again? I can get. Oh, now I got all this low buy, and now I can get this. And also wanting to add more more value to the low buy store. Right. Yeah. And I know that that was. Uh, I was really pleased with. The adding of the lobby store and and the things I, I liked I liked the idea but the economy of it wasn't perfect because you weren't getting enough low buy per uh, box or drop or purchase or anything to to really make it worthwhile for the prices of the things that that you would actually want out of that yeah. store. So so it's too early to give any details and because it's it's a it's a while's off. But we we fully recognize what what uh, what worked and what didn't and it is an iterative process and. The main things that we are focusing on is try, is trying to eliminate that buyer remorse, trying to make it more like a track, cracker jack box, trying to, more, trying to add more value to those low buy, to that low buy store, and and maybe it's just a little bit more about just a little more predictability. So and we'll do that, and then we'll see what sticks, and then next time we'll we'll, we'll even do even better. So it is iterative, and we'll keep and uh, you know keep doing that. One, one thing that I did, you know, I, I said to myself personally when we went. Free to play is that I love this model. I love the idea that we can bring this product to people for free. We're going to have to make money. We're, we're you know, we're not an evil corporation. Cryptic, I've worked for Cryptic for 10 years and there really are, uh, it's a, it's a really good company. We don't want to do evil. The family comes first at Cryptic all the time. It's, it's a, it's, it, there's a lot of integrity there, but you know, we're not, 
you know, the snout company is just trying to stuff their pockets with money and trying to be and, and trying to uh, trying to rip people off or trying to just be an evil corporation making money or trying to give value to everybody. And we're trying to, and we are a company, we're trying to make money, and we're, and we're taking that money and we're trying to reinvest it into more products for for players, more free to play products now, and and, and uh, you know, like Neverwinter, and, and and try to reinvest that. But you know, we have to find ways to make money, and and we can't just do certain things. Why don't you just do it this way? Why don't we just give away this for free? So, well, you know, you 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 know, we have we have shareholders to answer to, we have. We have Perfect World to answer to, we have CBS to answer to, and we have Bills to answer to. Um, but when we did this, I always said to myself, I just don't want to do evil. I want to do, I want to be able to look at myself in the mirror and I want to have a lot of integrity and, and I don't want to rip people off and I don't want to give people, and I don't want to make something that doesn't have, that doesn't have value for, for the dollar that someone spends on something. And so it, I hope that we continue to do that and if we, if we don't hit the mark, we're, we're going to try harder next time. And we're going, to, we're going to try to make sure that people are happy. Uh, it doesn't do us any good if people are happy. They're just not going to flat, and that doesn't work for us. So the onus is on us, as I've always said for said before. You know, we're going to make a good product, and we're going to make good value for what it is that we sell. And if people are happy with it, we're going to have to make it better. Otherwise, you know, if you have buyer more, when you buy that lock, you're not going to buy another one. That doesn't help anybody. So we'll uh, we'll, try, we'll try to do better. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I, my dad taught me something when I was younger. You know, he went to buy a truck from a dealership that his friend had owned, and of course he went there, and his friend gave him a little bit of a discount and everything, and this and that. And uh, you know, as the guy walked away, I looked at my dad. He goes, "Well, I was really expecting him to give you a much bigger discount, being that he's your buddy and you've known him so long and all this stuff." And he, he looked at me. He says, "You know what, son?" He goes, "I owe it to him." for him to make money because if he doesn't make money he can't stay in business and the next time i need a new truck he won't be here yeah and and that's something i've always tried to remember um you know my whole life about stuff like this is i mean you guys are still business and we owe it to you to help you make money otherwise you're not going to be here to make a star trek game for us and then yeah. there will be no star trek game which is what yeah, we have that's, that's that's a good story and, and uh, uh um I, I I I like that story. I just went to a restaurant and they and they undercharged me like half and and they were still saying, oh just 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 take it. I said no, these are good people. This is good food. I I, I want to I want to make sure that they they get what they, what they get what they uh, what they deserve. And so you know I made sure they corrected that. And, and so it's uh and, and so so I appreciate that. And uh, you know this is. It's, uh, you know, lockboxes have a lot of value. I think we've done, I think a lot of people have really enjoyed them. There's a lot of, there's a lot of fun stuff in there. You've got 17 ships and that's crazy. Uh, but good for him. Uh, and, uh, um, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, doesn't mean that there's no room for improvement. We can't, we can always keep making things better. But, you know, they're, they're, they're fun and they're, and they're, 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 they're uh, it also allows us to put stuff into the game that that CBS otherwise wouldn't let us do. So, so those are those are always fun too. I think you guys are going to enjoy the what we've got coming. What's going to be the next stuff? Outstanding. Well, hey, Al, thank you so much for joining me this evening. This is outstanding. I think we've had a blast and we've covered everything. And uh, uh, listeners, I hope you guys got everything that you wanted out of this. If not, uh, just wait for the next time. We'll have them back. <laughs> um, yes, I'll be back. Maybe we'll talk a bit more about fleets, or we'll see what, what what ships coming out at that time. But in the meantime, let's get everybody on the Tribble. Let's test those fleets, and, uh, and let's see what we can break. I'll be there. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks Thank for having you. me on again, James. Thank you, Al.